time now to chat with Mitch Cohen from News Limited. Dan, Mitch, to say good morning to you. Always plenty of news. We'll get final fields later on this expressway stakes, but we had that uh, small amount of noms, and then uh, we had obviously an extended noms and people throwing their hat in the ring. Yeah, well, we call it small. It was almost, I think, minute, probably there. Only four noms on Monday. It looked pretty dry, but yeah, we had a few more throw their hat in the ring yesterday, obviously. Uh, I think, I think well, we only had seven runners last year, so it's never really a race that you're not going to attract, obviously, um, a massive field, but you want more than four, um, and four nominations. There's no guarantee the four are going to run, but uh, look, looks like we're going to have a field of about nine on Saturday with a few uh, two acceptors in there, so whether it ends up being nine, we'll have to wait and see. Of course, Golden Mile's there. Golden Mile will be among it all. With J-Max set to ride back from a really massive spring, really, um, winning the Caulfield Guineas and then obviously coming back to Sydney and winning the first edition of the calendar Presnell before going for a break. Um, look, it'll be good to see him back. I think he's obviously going to be the favourite. He was $1.90 with the field of four on Monday, but that's obviously changed. But you'd think he'll start a similarly small price on Saturday. Um, look, you think at least even money, you'd hope. But uh, look, yeah, field of nine, obviously Forbidden Love will be there. Forbidden Love finished second in this race last year, of course, behind Overpass. Um, but yeah, it's a sort of a, an autumn warm-up, isn't it, Dave? We sort of get the, the juices flowing. A few of the big guns come back, and, and over the next two or three weeks, we get a lot of the big guns coming back. But this is just a, a real taste tester for what we've got to come. Sorry for the autumn. Did I say spring? I think it's definitely the autumn. Um, although <laughs> if you look outside, it's um, it's definitely summer. It's, it's a beautiful Sydney day. But look, it should be a, a competitive race in the end with, with about nine to go around, which is what we want. I think, um, too, I mean, we get to see these high-quality horses, but, uh, you know, with the way in which the, there's so many options now in the autumn, um, you know, you don't you traditionally, I guess, don't have to be springboarding into this race now, do you? You can be maybe holding back for here, there and everywhere. Yeah, that's right. I mean, there's, there's no point in rushing it. I mean, next week you've also got... Obviously, for, for horses of the three-year-olds who weren't sort of... I know a three-year-old won this race in overpass last week, but a lot of three-year-olds will use next week's Eskimo Prince Stakes to sort of springboard into that Hobart build, Randwick Guineas path. So, um, look, I, I know three-year-olds have had success in this race, but that, that's the path for them. And then in a few weeks, for, for the sprinters who might not want to go to sort of... A group two like this, you've got the Southern Cross in, in a fortnight side, which it might be a more suitable target. But look, it's still going to be a, a good race. I mean, you've got two or one multiple group one winner in Forbidden Love and, and a group one Caulfield Guineas winner in, in Golden Miles. So there's certainly some cream at the top. One horse we won't be seeing there, I believe, is Cote. Uh, look, we'll have to wait another day to see that star three-year-old. Okay, so we won't see Cote. All right. Uh, now, what as about? As far as I understand, uh, yeah, David, uh, unless something changes drastically in the in the next you'll sort of a, little you'll bit. You get a text as, now. As as you'll get I a text. You say, "Yeah, Mitch. well, let's hope we don't get a text." But <laughs> as far as I understand, he, he hasn't accepted. What about the two-year-olds? Let's talk the two-year-olds because this is going to be the main attraction for mine, um, because there is that um, you know that that I guess slipper in the air chat. Um, these unraced horses, which have been trialing good, I'm very keen to see this learning to fly. 
Um, we'll start with, I guess, the uh, the Witten Stakes. Um, I think I'm also keen to see how this Steel City goes if it, if it accepts and uh, obviously has a uh, how, how it goes on its for its second run this filly. Yeah, we've got really two cracking two-yard races, and I think you can honestly say at the moment. I, I know we saw King's Gambit win bound south very impressively on debut, but it could be a filly or a colt that just comes out and puts its hands up in the in the next sort of two to three weeks that suddenly bursts in a slip of favouritism. Obviously, uh, the fillies race here, the, the win stake, Steel City was bad. I spoke to John Allen after he got off Steel City on, on debut. Um, after going down to Red Resistance, hardly disgraced. I mean, they got the rest of the field in that race. I think they're two really nice two-year-olds. I'll be interested to see how, how both of them go in the next couple of months. Obviously, Red Resistance is among acceptors for the Canterbury, but I think they're both two, two-year-olds that can really follow through. John got off and, and wasn't sort of disgruntled at all. He, he thought it was a pretty good run. Maybe um, she just drifted out a little bit on the turn and, and lost a length or so, but really she stuck on nicely and, and Red Resistance sort of got to sort of make his own way out in front and and, and won that race. But as I said, they got the rest by, by a fair, fair margin. So, um, look, it should be a good race to see Phil City back. I think there's certainly um, you, it won't be a dollar ninety this Saturday with with some other nice fillies in there. Mm-hmm. Sigurd Flick obviously in there as well. A nice nice Canterbury winner and. Um, look, you never doubt the, the gay waterhouse, Adrian Bockham and Soden, sort of two-year-olds as well. No, and obviously King's Gambit too, and that to Canterbury uh, for the boys. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's very interesting to see how how she um, how he goes. I should say it's exciting to have him back. Look, uh, he, his debut at Caulfield was like, just awesome. Really, he won by four or five lengths, I think, in the end. But um, obviously, uh, a very very nice cult. He's put his hand up. It's probably the standout two-year-old performance so far um, in a pretty quality race. But uh, look, you know he's not probably going to be fully wound up first for a first up kill, given that he's got big targets. Obviously, he's he's there to run well first up off his recent trial, which he won. Um, but this isn't his grand final on Saturday, so um, certainly you just expect a, a top three showing, and he wouldn't lose any admirers, I'm sure. But I, look, I'd, I'd be keen to sort of stick with red resistance here in, in a race like this. I thought he was excellent in that race the other day and a bit of match fitness. He's going to be, he's going to land on speed again, I think, and take a power of running down, but certainly wouldn't surprise if King Gambit comes out and wins. He is, of course, the, the $5 Golden Slippers favourite with Tab. We saw the second favourite lineup yesterday at Hawkesbury Trials in Barber, who looked very good. He won the, the Golden Gift back in November, but look, I honestly wouldn't be Surprised if, if something just comes out and blows them away a bit, surges into sort of a contention because it really feels like one of those years that, other than King's Gambit's debut performance, there hasn't really been a standout other than obviously the, the Magic Millions winner. Look, there was a couple of horses in, in that race whose bubbles burst. Tony Gollins obviously got a very nice filly there that'll be coming down as you confirmed yesterday but uh, look it looks it seems pretty open but we know in these sort of lead-up events that um i think it's what they love with this golden slipper the, the favoritism and, and, and the market changes every week doesn't it so it just it just adds a, another talking point mitch uh, what about gosford today yeah gosford today obviously we've got uh, we've got to wait till tomorrow for the, the 
the Australia Day meeting um, there at Warwick Farm, so we, we head out to the provincials. I think it's a it's a pretty good meeting, and I think uh, David Payne's got a nice horse going around the state of uh, state of America. I, I spoke to Dave yesterday, and he said, "Look, he's still very much learning his craft, but if he if he can jump, he, he's going to be very hard to beat there today." He obviously went around at big odds first up there. He was around sixty to one. Uh, first up at Warwick Farm and, and, and ran on nicely to third. But if you can jump today, I think he's a very good chance. And Dave's got a couple of nice chances uh, across the card, well, early in the card anyway. He thinks both of them are winning chances and the first Chappelle, um, in a pretty open stage race. But look, it's a pretty even card, but that'll be my best there today. I like it, Mitch. Look forward to you having you on the punters panel on Friday, mate. Oh, I look forward to it, Dave. Hopefully, um, hopefully we've chalked up another couple of wins at darts on, on Wednesday. We're going to see it this evening, mate? Or Possibly, mate. Possibly down in Bondi, isn't it? The bowling club. Of course, mate. Of course. All right. Well, I was going to try and get a lead pass, mate. See, you're, you're too good at that, but I'm just going to try and negotiate my way out of a few things, all right? Best of luck to that, man. Best of luck. I feel like Denzel Washington, the negotiator. Have a good day, mate. Yeah, enjoy, mate.